I think it's time to earn that oxygen in my lungs. Kids out there, if you're listening to this, it's never too late to start. It's never too late to change your perspective on the world. You're either part of the problem or you can be a part of the solution. You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 125, episode number 206. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for checking out all the other episodes. You guys are awesome. I'm very appreciative and very humbled to have you here right now. This is one of those episodes where you need to actively listen. And what do I mean by that? You need to listen with the intention of applying what you hear. My guest today is Justin Melnick, and he plays a Navy SEAL on CBS's SEAL team. Some of the answers that he gave me here are some of the most unique answers that I've heard on the podcast. It was very good. It was more of what I really like in a podcast two way, like where I'm not just hammering down on questions, but the guest shoots them back at me and we're able to have this conversation that I so thoroughly and passionately enjoy. Justin is a very passionate man. He's a very transparent man, a very open man. And that's how all of these answers were. They're very good. And I'm humbled to have had him on here. We also implemented a new segment into the podcast. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it yet, but around 25 minutes in, I asked within 24 hours on Instagram, what kind of questions would you like me to ask of Justin? So 25 minutes in, I asked two questions from the listeners on Instagram. So head over to Instagram at Christoph Lewis and check out who's going to be on the podcast and you can ask questions as well. Remember, you can find this podcast and all other conversations, the contemplations on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast or on any of your favorite podcast listening apps. So without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis podcast, Create Your Career. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, man. It's a blast. It's New Year's Day. I know this is going to come out in a couple weeks, but for those of you listening, today is New Year's Day. So yeah, Happy New Year, man. I know you kind of felt under the weather, so I really appreciate you coming on and and speaking with me regardless of that. Yeah, I lost my voice and uh, that hangover also didn't quite help too much, (laughs) but hey, a couple cups of coffee and some work Let's do this. Yeah, that's a cocktail for disaster or maybe the start of a really good year. I I don't know how, how you want to see that, but yeah, man, no, I appreciate your time coming here. But before we get into the rest of the episode, for those of the listeners that don't know who you are, do you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, my name is Justin Melnick, uh, former combat photographer, cop, and I have the awesome privilege of playing a Navy SEAL on a TV show called SEAL Team that's on CBS. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, there's a lot of reasons, actually, why I reached out to you originally and why I wanted to have you on here. And we're going to get into those. But one of those is I think it's really cool what you did do because I'm all about careers and career transitions. And I want to interview people to highlight their stories to encourage other people to go out there and just get after and do things that they love. 
And what I saw about your, uh, what is your story is that you just did a couple different things. And I think that's great. It sounds like you were finding kind of like what you really wanted to do. You were doing a lot of things that you really wanted to do. And then there were some really awesome opportunities that came upon you. You're able to just do these incredible things that you are doing now. Freelance combat. Okay. And you were in Afghanistan. I think I saw that somewhere. I went to go visit some boys in Afghanistan for three months. Good deal. In Yemen, Northern Uganda, all over a lot of the peaceful countries in the Middle East, Palestine. <laughs> yeah. Um, sounds like it sounds like a vacation. So how did you get into that gig? Oh, am I allowed to swear on this? Absolutely. Podcast? Knock it out, man. Early 2000s. I was like 19, right before, right? Yeah, 19, 18, 19 years old, working in restaurants in New York City. Nice. Got, kind of ended up working in the nightlife world, models and bottles and parties and all this crap. It was a lot of fun, but not very fulfilling. Anyway, ended up shooting some models, which kind of started to launch my photography stuff. But um, again, it just wasn't fulfilled, man. I was out hanging out with beautiful people, but all anyone really ever talked about was where the next vacation was going to mm -hmm. be or what the next party was going to be. And I just was like, I want to do something with my life. I wanted yeah. to see what the world really had to offer. A buddy of mine had just donated a well in Uganda during uh, 2006 and uh, through his charity, but no one could verify that it had actually been dug because it was during the Lord's Resistance Army reign of nightmare in northern Uganda, yeah. uh, Joseph Pony. Yeah. The world later heard about him in 2012 when some hipsters found out about him and created a t-shirt saying Coney 2012. They were a little late to the party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this dude was 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 crazy, nuts. Google and Joseph Coney. So I was like, "Fuck it, dude! I'll go check. I'll go. I'll go take some pictures. Let's go." So he gave me a GPS unit with the with the uh, coordinates programmed into it. Booked yeah. a flight to Uganda. Uh, he hooked me up with some local contacts, made some friends, spent you know a month running around after finding that well, Damn. and just like trying to get the story of these children, yeah. you know what I was going through. And man, combat photography is more contagious than herpes, man. You know, you get, <laughs> it's pretty contagious. Yeah, it's like Morpheus looked at Neo and said, "Hey, man, take the blue pill. You'll wake up in your bed, but you take this red pill and." I'll show you just how far this rabbit hole goes. The information that you get from being there, you can't learn on the news. Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately it, it took every, I, I'd never been able to complain about a meal since, you know? Yeah, man. I've never been able to send food back since. You know, you, you see what majority of the world is going through and like, oh, so your eggs are overcooked? Well, you know what, man? Yeah, man. It's like, you're lucky to have those eggs. So it, it created... You know, and I, I grew up from a good family, uh, you know, in, in New York. And like, I didn't, you know, the only world that I saw was through the newspaper or through first world vacations. But when you start seeing the way 90% of the world lives, it gives you an appreciation for what you have. And it kind of sets a lot of people up on the crusade to see how they can help. Mm -hmm. be in mm -hmm. their place. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> You're right. You can't learn from the news. I know it's funny you say that because I was in Afghanistan a few times and I know the first time I was there, things happened and I was for the first time in my life able to see how they were reported on and know exactly what happened. And I was like, holy fuck. It opened up my mind to like what 
like how many other things in this world happen that you just you do not know at all what's happening and you're right about the perspective that you gain from traveling to these countries not you know like even even going to other first world countries and you're like in europe or something adds a serious perspective things are so different but going to those war-torn countries i know that that was a drought like i was in my lower 20s when i did that for the first time and added a really new perspective what i'm sorry <laughs> what year were you in afghanistan uh, 2011, 12, 13, and 14. Through your SEAL or what'd you do? No. So I was an electronics technician and I was assigned to a SEAL team. And when I was there as an electronics technician, I was an RTO or a radio telephone operator. So I was that guy running around with them doing their satellite and line of sight communications. Oh, rock and roll. Yeah, man. Thank you for your service. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. The mindset that I have now when that like really started kicking off was because of those, those times that you described and I just described like being in those situations. And especially I know you being in the position you are right now on TV, working with those guys. Like I know you work with other guys too, because you guys are like to the detail. Like, and I know working with those guys has really helped me uh, become the man who I am today. Like it's one of the most instrumental times in my life. I did want to have people not miss the point where you said you wanted to go there and help other people. So as the listeners know on here, and if you're a new listener, one of the things I'm huge on is not just selecting guests for the podcast that are going out there and crushing it and doing awesomeness in the world, but people that are helping other people as well. And I probably saw a couple things already off the top of my head that, you know, you're going to schools with your pup and you're teaching the kids with the dog. And I think that's incredible. And um, one of the other things I wrote down here, cause I didn't want to forget it, but I don't know if you're still doing it, but I know about like a year ago, you're doing this annual annual shop with a cop because you're telling saying you were a former cop. So, so my point is all these things out here is why I started in the beginning of the podcast. Why I really wanted to talk to you is not because of the Austin myths, which is Justin Melnick, but of what you are doing out there, helping other people. And I always want to encourage other people to go out there and do things like that. And I think some of that may be rooted from the things that you just described to me then, but that leads me into my question that I always like asking my guests is, is why do you choose to donate your time? Why do you choose to go out there and, like you said, help all these children, teach these kids these things, and even in those foreign countries that you talked about? Oh, man, life is short, and life is very, very fragile. Um, we're given a very finite amount of time on this earth, and I've sucked a lot of oxygen up in my early 20s. I didn't think I contributed enough. So now I'm in a position that I can really make a difference. Uh, I think it's time to earn that oxygen in my lungs. And, you know, kids out there, if you're listening to this, it's never too late to start. It's never too late to change your perspective on the world. Yeah. You're either part of the problem or you can be a part of the solution. And, you know, I, 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 got done doing all the photography stuff actually almost joined the, the military and almost joined. I wanted to join the army. Mm. Couldn't commit to it for some reasons. And, you know, the, I will always, always wonder if, if I could have done it. Uh, one of my largest regrets in life is not serving my country. Mm. Um, ended up working as a cop in Indiana, still, still sworn, yeah. um, you know, shop with a cop is always an important one for me just because it's really important in my opinion for the community to always have interaction with law enforcement yeah uh the community is law enforcement's best source of information 
it's the people that we're there to serve and protect. Uh, and it starts with the kids. You know, it's like if you can create one positive experience for a kid with a cop, you know, it's, it's maybe you inspire him or her to grow up and become people, you know? So, yeah, man. Yeah. And I, and I ask that question a lot of times, some of the questions I get is like, why do you ask that question? It's so obvious. Like, why would I not help people? But I always ask the question because once again, easily you've given a different answer than any other guest has ever given. And I love being able to highlight the differences of that. And man, yeah, no, you, you definitely absolutely would have cut it if you served and you did serve the country by being a police officer. Cause I say it all the time to my wife, like, I could not do that job, man. It would be, I mean, good on you for doing that. So you absolutely were, and you're continuing to serve the community by uh, contributing and doing like that uh, with the kids and, and everything like that. So what I wanted to get back to was you were, you told us how you became a freelance war photographer and then you, you did that for a little while. You were able to be more fulfilled. It sounds like a lot more fulfilled by doing that because you had this lack or this hole of just living and sucking air out of the, you know, the ozone, like you were saying. So what had you go from being this war photographer to being a police officer? It all kind of culminated in Afghanistan. So, mm -hmm. um, I went over there and was doing a bunch of stories for, um, I wouldn't say that it was propaganda. I don't like that term, but mm -hmm. We had a lot of National Guard guys doing amazing things. Their families creating school packages and backpacks, uh, sending school supplies and with their own money, you know, through their churches or through mm -hmm. their local organizations. And then, then the then the troops would go out and distribute them to the kids. And like the media wasn't picking up on these stories, and I just it needed to get documented. So I went out. Spent a lot of time with different units for three months. Ended up getting lost and you know, embedding with some 101st Airborne guys and, mm -hmm. and they were kind of, they kind of had it rough. And I just, I wanted to be part of the solution. I didn't want to just observe anymore. I, I truly, truly love the people of Afghanistan. They are some of the strongest, most resilient humans I've ever seen in my life. The, you know, the Taliban, do they pose a threat to us domestically? No, but as, as, as Americans, do I think that we need to preach our politics on people? No, but I believe that if there's a little kid in the schoolyard getting bullied, it's our job to jump in there and protect them and not trying to change their beliefs, their religion, but you know, things like basic medical care for women, it's mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. The fact that the animals have better access to healthcare than, than a little girl or that a little girl will get married off at 14 years old yeah. or that a little boy will get raped yeah. repeatedly. I, you know, anyone who's spent any time in Afghanistan has seen a chai boy walk out of an AMP or an Afghan national police, you know, building yeah. at four in the morning without look of defeat. And it's like, I'm not trying to change your entire culture, but there's some things that are barbaric that you need to reevaluate. So, yeah, I wanted to help fix that stuff, man. Um, I got out and I, started going through this all the paperwork for the 18x program mm -hmm. it was an army program and ended up having a real world decision about my personality and mm -hmm. you know uh, some of my character flaws as a human being uh realized that i didn't work well in, in some group settings mm -hmm. and uh it's hard for me to get along with people sometimes i'm s slightly on a spectrum 
and uh, I had to figure out another way I could help and serve, you know, mm-hmm. just that. Yeah, man. I, I love, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. I love uh, the transparency. I'm very, very, very transparent with the listeners here. They know a, a lot about me. And I think that's the one way to grow as an individual. I know it's one way to grow like, and be able to help other people. So I know that all these things that you've been talking about are trying to gain fulfillment for yourself, but being honest with yourself, uh, knowing where you can succeed at, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and then going down that route, because obviously going down that route, you've been able to contribute like you wanted to be able to fulfill yourself and help others like you wanted to. And you clearly have been able to do that. And so I think understanding, like I said, understanding your strengths, understanding you know, maybe you want to do something, but maybe that's not the right thing for you. Cause like I said, I talk about career transitions a lot, guys. So, you know, if you want to really do something like Justin said here, then maybe that's not the right path for you. Maybe there's another path that's better suited for you. And I think a lot of opportunities come out because you were honest with yourself to have these kind of questions asked of yourself, which I think is very healthy to do. And you were able to do that and then become a police officer, which obviously led into what you're doing now. And then I think now, because of all the things that you just described to me, now you even have a louder voice. So now you're even able to help even more than you ever would have before. So I think it's like a classic tale of if you're honest with yourself and you ask yourself these questions and you didn't force yourself into it, like you knew that you may not work well in that situation. So you went a place where you thought you would and you succeeded and you excelled and now you're in a better place maybe i mean we won't know and that doesn't matter that's erroneous right now because you have what you have now so i do appreciate you sharing that with us and i hope everybody takes that from that i mean as i say in these episodes a lot i learn as well obviously they're for me you know i really want to learn from my guests and from you as well so i do appreciate that it makes me look back onto myself and understand that you know if maybe i'm not good somewhere then you know maybe i need to reevaluate it like you said and think about if that truly is the right path for me which leads us into to what you're doing now. On top of everything we've already discussed right now, have there been like some specific behaviors in your life that have led to what, you know, quote unquote success you've had in your life? Are there anything that stands out that you'd love to share with us? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's actually funny. I was just having this conversation with a buddy this morning. Nice. Um, I would say that my success in life has come from two things. One is I never say no, unless it's immoral or illegal, <laughs> I don't say no. Um, any opportunity, I will figure out a way to make it work. And then the other one is uh, I don't really have a grasp on reality. So I ask a lot of people for things that normal normal people wouldn't ask, <laughs> you know, someone to do. My, 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 my rule of thumb is I don't ask anybody to do anything that I a would not be willing to do for myself or B be willing to do for a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of run by that, but you know, where a lot of people have like built in censorship, um, they'll, they won't ask certain questions of people. Whereas I lack that censorship for some reason and mm-hmm. I'll just ask the craziest shit. And most of the time it happens. So my, you know, yeah, but again, it's like you said, like you 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 know what your strengths and weaknesses are. You know, you know you, and you're, and I think a lot of people don't know themselves as well as maybe they think they they do. You know, at least in my humble opinion, from what I see and from when I talk to other people. Uh, so being again honest with yourself, I think is 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 a, is a strength, and uh, I think it is interesting that 
you never say no because I see a lot of things or you try not to never say no. And everything is so like everybody says a lot of things. And I think a lot of people say, you know, you need to know when to say no. Like, I guess, do you see yourself? Okay, here's like, do you see yourself like doing too much sometimes uh, for other people? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Obviously, I'm all for that. But hundred percent and i'm okay exhausted yeah so do you are you over exhausted exhausted yeah i could yeah retire into a dark room for a week and sleep yeah here's the deal man is like life is short and there's a lot to get done yeah there's no if it's not illegal or not immoral and you can look yourself in the eye after doing it Mm -hmm. do it Mm -hmm. if it if you lose an extra hour of sleep one night and you only get to sleep five hours as opposed to six, you'll survive. You know, just, I just, I, I believe that, I believe that that is the secret to life is to be an asset in whatever way possible. No. And I appreciate that. I couldn't articulate it well enough and I didn't want to give you a shitty, I didn't want to give you a shitty question. I wasn't trying to really stray away from it, but I wanted to owe you a good question. So I appreciate you uh, continuing that. Cause I do think that's really important to say. Did you, you went to school, right? I, I think high I saw school. something. I'm sorry. I went to high school. Yeah, me too. I'm a college dropout. And, uh, I always like asking about education as well. And obviously you've been able to do a lot of things, uh, you know, with that education. I mean, I'd love to hear your opinion on education in general, continued education and so my ideas like biggest that. Regrets in life, and I try not to regret things because I think out of every mistake, there's a lesson to be learned. But if I could go back and turn back the clock and do two things different in my life. One, I would have never introduced tobacco products into my life. I wouldn't have chewed or smoked. Yeah. Thank God I've been able to kick it, but every day, every yeah. day, miss it. Um, and number two is dropping out of college. I went to college hmm. for like half a year and dropped out. I think back and I tell any kid I talk to about this kind of stuff that wants to do stuff for special yeah. operations or work for the government on any capacity. I always say this. Going to the military at 18, do college classes while you're in the military. For free. (laughs) While you're there online, get a degree. Just keep that muscle working in your head. Mm Because once you take two or three years off using it, it doesn't work the same. And do I think that a college degree is important to have? No. But I think the piece of paper that other people perceive to be important makes it important to have. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of jobs in the government that require, like, if you want to work for the CIA, you got to go to college. If you want to work for the FBI, you need to go to college. If you want to work for any federal law enforcement, you need to go to college. So, yeah. And again, like I said earlier, in regard to something else, it's not always black and white. There's some institutions that absolutely require a college degree. And I do absolutely subscribe to the notion that you need, it's a muscle. Like the way you described it is perfect. Like you need to be able to, continuously do that and that's why i was talking about continued education if you don't use it you're definitely going to lose it and your mind is going to atrophy just as the muscle does i think that's really important i want to ask you one more thing and then i'm going to pivot to something new i want to do on the podcast actually and your guest 125 and i'm going to try something new in just a moment but i want to ask i love talking about mentors and mentorship i know again that mentorship isn't just something that just goes, Hey, do you want to mentor me? (laughs) And they're like, yes. Like a lot of times it's this relationship that builds over time. And this is just a person that you are able to speak with and ask, um, personal questions, career questions, but have you had anybody in your life like that? And if so, how did you acquire them? Everyone's a mentor to me. I learned from Mm. every single person, every field, every job I've ever done. 
anyone who's been there and done it, you just ask questions, talk to them. People, people want to help. People are, majority yeah. of people are good. You know, people care. People, people want to be asked questions and yeah. you can learn so much just by talking to them. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I definitely agree with that. I do think every, I even wrote it the other day. I said, I think everybody, literally everybody has something to teach me, even if it's not, or even if it's what not to do. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's it's a good like mindset to approach true. situations with. Yeah. Like, yeah, now I'm like a, a little bit, I have a little less free time, but you know, back in the day when I was working in law enforcement, I would go to any shooting course, even if there was some ass clown out there running around dressed head to toe in black with a gun, you know, I'd go to the course and I'd learn because you know what, maybe they break something down and I learned a different way to mm -hmm. teach. You know, maybe I learned one small thing in the worst case scenario, I learned that there's tactics out there that are people are empl empl employing that don't actually work. Yeah. You know, you learn what not to do. So, yeah, man. Cause if you go into the, like on the other end of the spectrum, if you go into that with thinking that this person can teach me something, I think you block out a lot of that ability to be able to learn what to do or what not to do. So that's yeah, oh, awesome. Was... Uh, th this, uh, before we get out of here, we got a couple more minutes, uh, for me keeping you on, but I wanted to do something, go to Instagram. I'm, I'm hyperactive with the community on Instagram. I mean, I don't have this massive following or anything, but people are very, very passionate about the podcast. And I'm so thankful for your support, everybody. And they're very, I like saying it's this two-way podcast. So not only am I delivering content, but people reach out to me. And like I mentioned earlier, people help me talk through some things as well, because I'm huge on having these conversations. That's why I call them conversations to be able to talk some things out. So I asked him if they want to ask uh, Justin anything. And uh, there's a couple on here, maybe like 10, but I'm going to ask you like maybe two of them. Uh, <laughs> I do like one of these. It says, what's the most rewarding part about working with canines? I think that's a pretty fun question. I, I think the most rewarding part about it is that in the morning when you wake up, and they're snuggled up next to you in bed and they look at you with those eyes and then you say, you ready to go to work? And they <laughs> pop up in the air and do a 180 like in a cartoon <laughs> and it's that joy in them and that love and that, I mean, that's my, that's my partner right there. That's my teammate. It's, I've never had a bond with anything in my life, anybody like I have with Dita. Um, I want to cry just thinking about it. I love that, man. <laughs> we got a golden retriever down downstairs right now as I'm recording this, and I love her to death. Like the 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 bond that you have, like people that don't have dogs, I don't think they truly get it. But I know uh, I wasn't a dog handler, like I said, but I do know that I did see the dog handlers, and I saw those dogs when they were working with their dog handlers and relationships that they had especially when they got like kitted up and they were ready to go. I mean, like seeing that synergy was, there's nothing like it. So that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, now imagine having a dog that knows over 80 commands. <laughs> like, I, I can't even remember 80 commands. You're like, <laughs> wild. It, it's really the coolest thing in my entire life that's ever happened to me. Obviously this dog changed my life because I wouldn't be on the show without the dog. 
Yeah, that, that's the that's the craziest story. I mean, uh, to to hear how you got on there. Obviously, you're the handler and helping them out, and then you're just able to come onto the show and be integrated and, and be able to contribute like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I know you said that was a gr- regret earlier, not doing that path of education, like you said. But again, like it is what it is, and what you've done has allowed you to get where you are now. And I try to um, take solace in that fact always, um, especially when I'm um, experiencing frustration in my life. One of these it's the butterfly yeah. effect. You can, you can never, you can never say you know. Yeah. You can yeah. Say well, if I didn't do that, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. It's life. Live each moment, and you take what you can. You know, I learned a lot from the actors I work with on the show. They're all phenomenal people, and like, yeah. One of the greatest lessons I've learned from them is be present. Focus on the now. Don't worry about the later, and don't mm-hmm. think about the past. But you know, be present. How do you, how do you, how do you practice that? What is the best way for you to, like, if you realize that you're not being present, how do, how do you reel yourself into present and make yourself truly experience that? You just catch yourself. Yeah. You just catch yourself and, you know, it's, there's no, I mean, maybe some people meditate or, yeah. I don't know, and it's not my thing. Well, it's different for everybody. Yeah, exactly. You know, what works for you is not going to work for somebody else. Now, right now I'm with you, I'm right here with you, you know. In an hour, I'll be doing something completely different, but I will be in that hour. I don't even want to think about it right now. I just want to think about what we're doing. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's one way to do it. You actually have to be at least cognizant that you want to be that type of person, and then you'd be able to work on it. And for me, it's kind of been like that muscle, like we talked about, like that mental muscle, being able to flex that muscle. That muscle needs to be stronger of being able to realize that, hey, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that right now. I'm not living in the moment right now. I'm not... It's just like one of those super cliche things that just can be a cliche, but is so true and I think is overlooked. So I do think that's really important. One of these other questions, uh, it's pertaining to the show. It says, what was the biggest challenge preparing for being a SEAL on TV? That wasn't super hard, man. I have a lot of friends within the community. Okay. Uh, I spent a lot of time with people from that community. It, It is more of like a privilege to me to be able to represent them, those mm-hmm. guys um, mm-hmm. you know to prepare yeah eat a lot of meat take a lot of protein <laughs> and work out so you got to have a balance though it's like it's like deployment for military guys like right now we're on deployment so it's hard to work out <laughs> i mean we're on we're on deployment so all we can do is work out it's the exact opposite so we're like pre-deployment where i've got time i can work out i can hit the gym every day but you know like my exercise right now is cutting down trees and hauling logs. It's good Running exercise. up hills, dragging trees. I, I don't have time to hit the gym. And, and, you know, the same way when guys are on train ups for deployments, there's no time to hit the gym. They're on, they're training the whole time. Um, yeah. It's, it's such a, it's just such a privilege, man. It's yeah. Like, it's the way I see it. Some kids grow up, you know, worshiping Batman and Superman, but you know, I always, I always grew up worshiping special operations guys. Like those were my superheroes. Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel the same way. I, and I, I am in agreement with a lot of the things uh, that you said today, but I know, like I was telling you, I was an electronics technician to be able to work next to those guys in the capacity that they were working on. Cause they obviously have to go through years of work years years of work to get through where they are right now to be able to work at that capacity and for me to come in as direct support and be able to be trusted to work next to them provide communications with them and be in those situations is um, like I said one of the most defining moments of my life 
So I, I do feel very privileged as, as well. And I, I know how much you can learn from people that do work at that level, that work at that capacity. And it's, it's continuously defining. So it's awesome that you're able to, to do that as well. And man, I've really enjoyed it. I, I don't know if, uh, for, for you guys listeners, I don't know if I'm going to keep that segment in there. It was kind of fun to ask some of those questions and it's, I've 125 people. I've, I've never asked guest questions. So if you guys want to continue doing that, let me know. But Justin, I really appreciate it, man. Before we get out of here, let everyone know where they can get a hold of you, whether it be website, Instagram, TV shows, when it airs, et cetera, et cetera. We're on Instagram, Justin Melnick, and Dita's account is Dita the Hair Missile. <laughs> uh, look for the blue check mark. Don't be scammed. There's a lot of scumbags out there shaking yeah. women down for money pretending Uh-oh. to be me. Uh-oh. It's crazy. Damn. Um, that's nuts. <laughs> really nuts. It's actually really sad. Um, um, but hey, tune in Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. CBS, SEAL Team. If you like military shit, you like America, <laughs> you believe in freedom, you'll love our show. I love that. That's such a perfect way to end. Well, you guys will be able to check out all of that in the show notes. All right, Justin, like I said, man, thank you so much for your time. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I do appreciate your transparency, like I said, being able to answer questions in the light that you did. I think that's very important for the personal growth for the growth of the listeners as well. And I highly encourage you all to to reach out to us if you want to continue that conversation. And I think that's very important to continue that growth that you were saying educationally, like mentally to do that. So thank you so much for your time, man. Happy New Year and have a great rest of your night, my friend. Thanks so much, man. Be safe.